Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Tuesday, June the 22nd, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of the people, places, and things that he has intentionally and divinely connected you to for such a time as this. I thank God that we are connected. I thank God that whenever you find the time to listen, that you are agreeing with me according to the word of God as we pray according to the Holy Spirit or as the Holy Spirit leads. This will be my second time recording for some reason after I recorded um, today's uh, focus, uh, it just totally deleted it. I mean, my phone shut down and everything, but that's okay because, you know, when I do prayers for your day, I may have the scripture, but I don't have any notes. I really just sincerely speak and pray as the Holy Spirit leads. And so we are going to do this again in Jesus name, because I believe that this is a word for someone yesterday as we prayed about being aware of the counterfeit. There was something that I said on yesterday that God brought back up in my spirit on today, and that is the get up anointing on this week. We're going to be praying that we would get up and whatever get up means to you may mean something different for someone else. But sooner or later, we all have to get up. We've got to get up from situations we've been in. We've got to get up from negative thinking and old mindsets. We've got to get up and away from people who interfere with what God has in store for us. Notice I didn't say get up and get away from people, but I said from people who interfere with what God has for us. And so we have to be mindful of who those people are. Some are counterfeits. Some are sent to, um, to destroy us and they are on assignment from the enemy. But nonetheless, God is calling us to get up. So on today, we're reading from Acts chapter nine, verses 32 through 35. And it says, as Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the saints in Lydda. There he found a name, a man named Aeneas, a paralytic who had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and take care of your mat. Immediately, Aeneas got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. It is the get up anointing. So let's look at Aeneas. Aeneas was a paralytic, meaning he was paralyzed. Being paralyzed resulted in him having to be bedridden. Anytime a person is bedridden, it is due either to sickness or to old age. He was sick in his body. 
we may know some people or we ourselves may be sick mentally or emotionally that has caused us to be bedridden. Now here the Bible says, meaning bedridden, meaning in the bed or on his mat. Here I'm saying bedridden for many of us, it could mean a physical, literally bedridden in the bed. It could very well be for someone, it could be you or someone that you know. And often bedridden is a place of stuckness, meaning because we are sick, we can't get over the relationship. We can't get over who done us wrong. We can't get over how they talked about us or mistreated us. We can't get over the job that just let us go. After we spent years there, we were planning on retiring from there, right? Things that we can't get over so we are stuck we are stuck in a place in which we are bedridden now Aeneas was bedridden for eight years some of us depending on our situation we may have only been bedridden for a few months we have only maybe been bedridden for a few days some however may have been bedridden like Aeneas for years some of us three years five years seven years, eight years, 10 years, wherever it may, whatever it may be. But on today, God is calling us to get up. Why? Because Peter said to him, Peter said to Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you on today on the authority over my voice, according to the word of God, as I read the word of God for every listener under the sound of my voice, including me and my household, I declare and decree and you declare and decree be in agreement with me that on today, Jesus Christ heals us. On today, we are healed physically. On today, we are healed emotionally. On today, we are healed mentally. On today, we are healed spiritually for those who are dealing with church hurt. For those of us who are dealing with what the pastor said or what the first lady said or what the member said or how they treated us. Jesus Christ heals us in the name of Jesus. We take hold of that word. But notice that Peter did not stop there. Peter said, get up and take care of your mat. What does that mean, Danita? That means that even though we have the word, we have the spoken word that Jesus Christ, Jehovah Rapha is the one who heals. We have the word, the written word, the spoken word, the living word, the Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ says that he is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We have the word, but in that Peter still required Ananias to do two things. He required him to get up and to take care of his mat. We have to get up. We have to change our way of thinking. Once God gives us the word, once we read the word, once we take hold of the word, once we chew on the word, once we bind the word of God to our hearts, we have to get up. We have to get up from that situation. I'm sure 
that Anias probably for a brief second probably thought, really, I hear you saying that Jesus Christ said I was healed, but I've been here. I've been here for eight years. This is what I'm used to, right? This is what I'm comfortable with. Some of us may be saying I've been in this relationship. This is all I know. This is what I'm used to. Some of us may be thinking, well, that's what the doctor said. I have no, the doctor's not giving me any signs or any improvement in towards my health. So I guess I'll just be this way. I guess I'll just die in this. But uh, Peter said, get up and take care of your mat. You've got to get up. I've got to get up. We've got to get up in believing that where we're, where we've been is where we're going to stay. The devil is a liar. He is the father of all lies. And we cancel him out now in the name of Jesus. We've got to get up. We've got to believe that what Jesus Christ said that we are healed, we are healed. Why do we believe it? Because his word says that he is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, it shall come to pass. So if Jesus Christ has told us we are healed, we are healed. If Jesus Christ has told us that it is not good for man to be alone, then dog on it, I'm not going to die lonely and you ain't either. If Jesus Christ said that the two are one, hallelujah, that what God has joined together, let no man put asunder, then you have to believe that what he's joined together is still joined together. I don't care what it looks like. If Jesus said that he would never leave us nor forsake us, then you've got to believe that when you go to the courthouse, you're not alone, that Jesus Christ is going with you. You've got to believe that when you get that doctor's report that you are not alone, that Jesus Christ is right there with you. You've got to believe that when you go to the hospital, that your loved one is healed in Jesus name. We've got to get up and take care of our mat. Now, what is the mat in this situation? Well, anytime that you've slept in your bed, you know that when you look at your bed, it's a mess. Even if you try to sleep on top of it with a blanket or with a robe, you know, you still have to tidy it up a bit. You still have to take care of the place that you've slept. It's like anything else. He had been in that bed for eight years. For eight years, he was bedridden. Bring it to the 21st century. His sheets probably needed to be changed. He probably needed a new comforter. There were probably things he probably, well, he ate in the bed. So there were probably crumbs. He had to tidy up the place. He had to take care of his mat. If you've been stuck for any amount of time, whether it's been physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or even financially, where you live in from paycheck to paycheck, and it seems like as soon as you make the money, as soon as the money comes in, it goes back out, right? There are things that have to be taken care of, even if in a financial situation. If you've been stuck where all you've been able to do is pay bills, that means that you've probably let some things go. You probably let getting some new furniture. Furniture only lasts so long ago. You probably have not bought anything new for yourself in a long time. Notice I didn't say designer. I didn't say a luxury item. I'm just talking about the necessities, right? Anything that you 
you've let go for eight years, now you've got to take care of. If you've been stuck emotionally because you can't seem to shake that relationship, right? That means that in that hurt, you've probably hurt some other people. Why? Because hurt people hurt others. It's just something that we do. I don't think that it's it's uh, conscious, even though for some people it may be, but for most people, it's subconscious. They're hurting. And so they just hurt other people. I didn't say it was right. I'm just saying that sometimes that's just the way that it goes. So now not only does he have to get up, he can't just get up and run. Like, I mean, I'm sure he probably wanted to, right? Who wouldn't be excited? Christ has healed you. Now he's saying, get up. That means you start feeling yourself. You start getting yourself back to Together, but you can't just run away from where the eight years that you've been, from the hurt that you've caused, from the things that you've done. If I stayed in my house for eight years and I never left my house, then you can imagine. There's going to be trash, eight years worth of trash. You can imagine that I probably don't smell so good, even though I can walk up out of the house, right? I can get up and I can go out, but I can't leave the eight years of mess in this house. I can, but would it be wise? Is that something that Jesus would really want me to do? No, he would want me to clean up like the old psalmist said, I've got to clean up what I messed up. See, for eight years of being stuck, there's probably some mess ups from eight years of being stuck spiritually. You've probably not walked into the church for a while. Anybody that's probably tried to talk to you about forsaking, not the assembling of the brethren, you probably come back with a sharp word. And that's why I can't stand church and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. Right. Because you've been stuck there in that hurt emotionally. You've been stuck mentally. You've been stuck. Yes. I know that person may have hurt you. Did they apologize? Well, Danita, yes, they did. Can you see with your natural eye? Can you see? Can you discern from your spiritual eye that this person has made some changes? Not only did they say that they were sorry, they repented both in word and in deed, meaning it's not just lip service, but you can naturally and spiritually see that the person that hurt you previously has change. And if the answer is yes, then you got to get unstuck. You got to get up and you got to take care of your mat. You got to repent. You got to turn. You got to go ask people, even if you're not sure if I ever hurt you, if I ever offended you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I put my mouth on your children. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry that I put your, my mouth on your marriage. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry that I put your my mouth on your job or your promotion. I shouldn't have done that. That's taking care of your mat. That's taking care of the place that you were stuck in. It doesn't say that anybody else was stuck with Aeneas. It says that Aeneas was the one that was bedridden. So once Peter said Christ heals you, then Aeneas had to take hold of that word. Then he had to do two things. He had to get up and he had to take care. He had to get up from the place that he was in, but he had to take care of what it is that he was leaving behind. Because when you've been stuck for any amount of time, there is some collateral damage. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you've been stuck for any amount of time, there is some collateral damage. He was bedridden from eight years. You know he had to be getting on somebody's nerves. Come here. Bring me this. Do this. Can you do this? Can you do that? He probably sometimes wasn't always talking to them. He probably wasn't always saying maybe please and thank you because I can't imagine being stuck and not being bitter. I can't imagine being stuck and not trying to find somebody else to blame for my situation. I can't imagine being stuck and feel like people aren't moving fast enough because I'm stuck or looking at them getting around and thinking, wow, why am I the one that's stuck and they moving around? So there were some things that Aeneas had to do. But in that, it says that he immediately got up. He didn't wait. He didn't say, now, Peter, are you sure? Are you sure I'm supposed to get up and take care of this mess? Now, Peter, are you sure that I've been this way for eight years? I can't imagine getting up. Now, Peter, are you sure I kind of like where I'm where I'm at? See, some of us, if I can be real, like being stuck. Some of us and you may know people may like being in situations where we get more sympathy from being stuck. Right. Oh, oh, I got to take care of you. Right. Because you you can't do this or you can't do that. Or I got to take care of you because you're still in this same place. Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and take care. And when you do that, when you when you move from being stuck, there will be people who will see you. Because it said all those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Because Peter told him, Jesus Christ heals you. Don't you think Aeneas is going to know who healed him? Peter didn't leave that a secret. See, once God heals us, once he restores us, once he makes ways out of no ways once he truly performs that miracle in our lives we can't keep it to ourselves we can't keep it to ourselves we have to tell not just a piece of the story we have to tell the whole story of how we were once lost but now we are found how we were once stuck but then the get up anointing came and we had no choice but to get up but in getting up we couldn't leave things the way that they were we had to clean up (laughs) we had to clean up where we were stuck at so I don't know what your clean up looks like to you it may be an apology to somebody It may be, as the psalmist said, going back to clean up what you messed up, literally cleaning up what you messed up, being honest about lying, being honest about maybe not giving it 100%, being honest about, you know, yes, you know, maybe Aeneas you know, had something to do with being paralyzed. Maybe 
he was doing something he didn't have any business doing. And if he had would have did this or did that, it might would have saved him. But he can't put that all on somebody else when there was probably a portion of that that he has to think about or she has to think about. But at the end of the day, there was an immediate response from Aeneas. Aeneas didn't have to stay stuck any longer. But here's the caveat to this. Aeneas at that moment had a choice. He didn't have to get up. Now it says he immediately did, but he didn't have to. Here's the other part of this that we have to think about. See, Jesus Christ heals you. That is the word of God. According to Isaiah 53 and 5, through his stripes, we are healed, period. We have to receive that. So even though Peter spoke it and gave him the other two directives to do, he didn't have to do those things. See, here's the thing. Say you want a promotion from a job. And the Lord says that if you commit your plans to him, that you will have much success. So you commit your plans to the Lord, right? And then you want a promotion. God tells you the promotion is yours according to his word. Because promotion comes from the Lord. That's what the good book says. But in that, fill out your application and update your resume. You don't fill out your application and you don't update your resume. Does that mean the promotion wasn't yours? No. Jesus Christ says the promotion was yours. Promotion comes from the Lord. But you didn't do your part. <laughs> you didn't do your part. Let me give you another example. So we had some storms last Saturday. And I knew that... Uh, the roof here at the house probably had some damage. Called the insurance, uh, made a claim. Insurance agency came out. She gave me my documentation. She gave me the check already. I have the check. Jehovah Jireh provided. Period. I can drop the mic right there. Jehovah Jireh provided. Right? But before she left, the woman said, you have to pick the insurance company. Right? You've got to investigate. She told me all these things I needed to do. Now, Jehovah Jireh provided. I'm going to get a new roof. I have the check. But if I did not call the different roofers to come out, look at the roof. If I don't get the check in Dorsey, there's a series of things that I have to do to receive the full manifestation of it, to receive Jehovah Jireh. He already said he provided. God has already said he healed you. What are you waiting on? What are we waiting on? And this goes for me too. What are we waiting on? We have the word of God. God is for us. See, anytime you pray and you believe according to the word of God, I make no mistakes about it. God is for you. 
If you are praying about your marriage, I don't care what it looks like. God is for you. Why? Because God, God is for family. Period. If you are praying about your healing, God is for you. Why? Because that's why Jesus died. He was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was upon upon him and through your stripes, through his stripes, you are healed. God is for you. It's the get up anointing, y'all. So, Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare and decree now, oh God, under the sound of my voice. For God, you said that if we declare and decree a thing that it would be established in the earth. I speak this word over my brothers and sisters now that they will have a get up anointing, that they will no longer be stuck, oh God, in the places that they've been stuck in. Negative thinking for some, oh God, sexual immorality for some, oh God, living paycheck to paycheck, oh God, just stuck in the same situation. We declare and decree the devil is a liar. God, we stand on your word because your word lasts forever. You are the same God from Genesis to Revelation. And we make no bones about it that we are no longer stuck. But instead, oh God, we are going to get up and we are going to take care to take care of where we've been. <laughs> To clean up, oh God, what we've messed up. To restore, Heavenly Father. For you have given us all the ministry of reconciliation. That's what your word says, oh God. To reconcile others to Christ. And just like the people from Lydda and Sharon, when they saw that Aeneas, when they saw what had happened to Aeneas, they turned to you, Heavenly Father. When our families, our friends, those connected to us see that not only did we get up, we cleaned up what we messed up, oh God. They too are going to turn to you, oh God. Crying out, what must I do to be saved? Lord, we love you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen.